You're now tapped into Go Lightly Radio with Amanda Nicole, an uplifting and informative podcast for crystal lovers, spiritual seekers, and intuitive boss babes learning to manifest abundance and fulfill their soul's purpose. We're coming together to provide modern insight into the power of crystal healing, honoring daily spiritual practice, and why aligning your chakras is more important than keeping up with the Kardashians. Here's your host and crystal bestie, Amanda Nicole. Hey guys, welcome to Go Lately Radio. My name is Amanda Nicole and I am your crystal bestie. In today's episode, we are going to briefly discuss crystal shapes and why you might be drawn to some more than others. So personally, I'm going through a sphere and tower phase currently and there's a period, if you follow us on Instagram, that you'll recall not long ago where I was crazy for tumbled stones. And don't get me wrong, I still am. But it seems to go in phases for me. And I noticed that Towers and Spheres were a recent obsession after Joe pointed it out while we were in Tucson last month. So most recently, I actually connected with somebody who's a new client of ours, and she's just getting into crystals. And one of the first questions she asked me was, what do the different shapes help with? And so it kind of dawned on me that that would be a perfect and super fun topic to kind of crystal chat about for our podcast this week. So with that being said, let's get started. And I basically want to explain how crystals left untouched in their in their original formation are my favorite. Like I adore natural as is from mama earth stones and crystals and just all of it. I love it. Um, but more often than not, and with the popularity of crystal healing, it's like so many pieces are being carved right into different geometric shapes or into something else completely Um, And what this does is it directs the crystal's energy differently. So not only does the crystal's shape change, like its outer appearance, but it also begins to project a different energy um, in an entirely different way as well. So like when you think of the shape of a crystal, it can have different effects or influences differently, right? Like it's the intent behind the shape is going to affect what it does for us. So I don't believe that it necessarily means that the crystal's energy is changing. Rather, it kind of just refocuses its energy to be used intentionally, um, like directed in one way or another. Does this make sense? Like, I don't know. It's funny because intuitively, I feel like we can all kind of pick up on what one shape would help with versus another based on like what we feel when we're working with one. Um, But I just, I don't know. I believe that's kind of like why we're drawn to certain shapes to begin with. We subconsciously understand. We know it's like, it's the crystal itself, but it's also sometimes the shape that draws us to a certain stone. Um, I believe crystals know what they're going to become before they're even polished or tumbled or anything like that. Like I feel like they decide um, to present themselves to be put into that process, right? So maybe for someone to come across a sphere that's going to help with their personal transformation or spiritual transformation, um, the crystal itself had to be put into that shape to attract the person who it's meant to work with. I hope this makes sense. (laughs) So in today's episode, I'm going to cover the more popular or well-known crystal shapes. 
So I wanted to start off with some natural formations. So clusters and geodes, um, they contain multiple points um, and linked energy of the same crystal family. So they're wonderful for like larger rooms or spaces to evoke connection and unity. Like clusters just radiate energy. And so they also kind of act like wonderful cleansers and purifiers of energy, which is why I kind of gravitate more to having them in like rooms like um like living rooms or if you have like a um a sacred space or just like in your home or office um a natural point when somebody talks about a natural crystal point um well points can be natural or polished right so i've found them personally to be their most potent or powerful when they're left natural um points crystal points focus and direct energy so either to something or away from something depending on what way the termination is pointed um but of course points are also um polished like some people make wands for example or double terminated wands and crystal wands are so magical like tell me that you don't feel like a magical manifesting boss babe holding one it's like impossible not to right um but honestly i have a quartz wand that i use for all my crystal grids and like all points wands can be used as natural crystal points or some are going to be polished so wands simply well they're their own crystal um shape i suppose and they what they do is they focus and amplify energy so i guess those kind of fall under points because some are natural and some have been polished um i mentioned double terminated so those can be naturally natural or polished as well i personally prefer natural always almost always when it comes to points um Double terminated crystals are so balancing in the way that they give and receive energy. So these shapes particularly are wonderful for moving energy. Like I use them a lot in healing sessions. Um, Some people like to use them for grids or even for meditation, right? Like they move energy. So um, a double terminated crystal is such a little treasure. If you find one, hold on to it tightly. Um, So in terms of crystals that have not been um polished like the first ones that come to mind like i mentioned are geodes or um clusters natural points um double terminated points and then when you start getting into like polished crystals so the first one that comes to mind for me is a tumbled stone and it's probably because i have hundreds of them (laughs) um a tumbled stone, what's happened is it's been polished to smooth away any like rough edges and just they become these perfect little um, on the go everyday crystals, right? So they're usually small enough to fit into your pocket or your bra and um, they're just excellent because you can have them with you everywhere you go, right? They're, they're little travel buddies. You just have to remember when you're bending over or moving around a lot, um, that they're, that they're on you because I can't tell you how many times little tumble has, uh, jumped its way (laughs) off of me. Um, so larger tumbled stones, um, are referred to as palm stones, right? So they fit in the palm of your hand and they're most often used for meditation or journaling. Um, 
just different daily spiritual practices. So a lot of people gravitate towards palm stones when they're wanting to work with a certain crystal's energy. Um, they're a little bit heavier, so maybe not as easy to kind of um, tote around like tumbled stones are, but they're, some of them can be on the smaller side, so it kind of just depends on your preference. Um, crystal spheres in my opinion, act like little energy vortexes, like they emit energy in all directions evenly. So they represent wholeness and completion and equality and just like evenly dispersed energy, right? So when you have a crystal sphere in your environment, it's energy is like softly kind of just radiating evenly. I find them to be very calming and very inviting and very um, kind of fitting anywhere. Like I have crystal spheres all over our house. I just, like I said, it's one of my, one of the shapes that I'm drawn to like majorly right now. Um, the second being crystal towers. So some people call these points, I call them towers. I don't know, towers, like so powerful. And so like, they're like these little bodyguards. Like I just love them. So towers, um, basically connect the physical and the spiritual world, right? So when you think about a crystal tower, it's directing and focusing its energy upwards. So crystal towers, amplify the energy of other crystals around them, which is why they make great centerpieces when you're doing a crystal grid. Um, I think, yeah, actually, definitely. I mentioned in um, the episode I talked about crystal gridding, the center stone for me usually is a tower. So I love them. I'm obsessed. I have so many of them and I just love towers. I think they look so classy and elegant and they're just, I love them. Next up, we have pyramids. So pyramids have been shaped into four equal triangle sides with like a square base, right? Like you guys know what a pyramid looks like, but they're used to amplify energy and intentions. So they direct energy collectively upwards as well. Um, they're perfect for placing intentions under, right? So pyramids to me, they kind of represent energy fields. So anytime you're trying to like... Um, like move energy, like get it in motion, kind of get it like going upwards. Think of like the way that the pyramid kind of collects to the top and then radiates upwards. Like, so for me, pyramids are all about like intention setting and just powerful, like, I don't know, they remind me of like the pyramids in Egypt, right? So it's like very like historically known as like a really powerful geometric shape. I love them. Um, they're becoming really popular. I'm starting to see a lot, a lot of, um, different, um, minerals and crystals being turned into pyramids also. Okay. Free forms. So from personal experience, I've found that free forms kind of act as like statement pieces, almost energetically, like for the home or office, I haven't really been able to pinpoint exactly the type of like representation of a free form, um, per se, but I feel like more like when you're super drawn to working with a crystal's energy and you just want like this, like hunk of just one specific energy. Like for me, I'm, I love carnelian free forms. Um, they're just, I don't know, so powerful in my opinion. And that is like one energy, like for me, carnelian is something that I tap into when like that life force energy that like, rather than a coffee or a Red Bull, like that's like 
the crystal form of those amplifiers for me, right? So a carnelian freeform just makes sense. It's like just this huge hunk of gorgeous, fiery energy. So it's perfect for wherever you're going to be tapping into that kind of energy. Um, Next up, I wrote down slabs. So a crystal slab... It sounds funny, but it works great for energy healing sessions because they're flat. They can be placed accordingly. Um, We actually offer selenite slabs to use to cleanse tumbled or smaller stones. That's like what I use more than anything when it comes to that shape um, is selenite. And some people display them in stands like there's like fluorite slabs or just different um, types of crystals that you want the light to pass through. And so there's tons of different ways to incorporate that kind of energy into your daily practice. Um, Another um, shape is cubes. So not as common, but they're known to act as supportive and solid energy. So whenever I think of a crystal cube, I think of like a workplace or an office for some reason. I don't know, just like sitting on a desk kind of. I mean, it would be my favorite coworker. I don't know. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, it'd be one of yours too. But cubes are known to just be really like supportive and very powerful. All right. So next up is a worry stone. So these are small polished gemstones in the shape of an oval. They've got like a thumb sized um, indentation. So you can use them to help you to relax. Um, if you're somebody who experiences anxiety, I know a lot of people use them during meditation. Instead of using like a mala, they'll they'll rub their thumb back and forth over their worry stone. And that works for some people. So that's really like an inexpensive kind of way to work with more common stones. Um, and then, of course, hearts, crystal hearts, they symbolize love. They they represent um, relationships and friendships and more than that, like emotional healing, anything that has to do with the heart, right? So when you take a certain crystal and it's shaped into a heart, that's going to connect with your heart chakra. So whatever crystal you're working with, it's now maybe um, more geared towards heart centered awareness, whereas before you wouldn't have necessarily taken fluorite, for example, and thought of it as a heart chakra stone. But fluorite, for example, I'm just using the first one that comes to mind, um, is known for like for for focus and for like when I think of fluorite, I always think of things that relate to the mind, right? But um, a fluoride heart, especially like if it's a green fluoride or something that's more geared towards like the heart chakra, now you've taken this crystal that you might not necessarily think of as a heart stone and it's become the perfect heart stone for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's why I think that certain crystals know long before they're going to become polished hearts per se that the purpose of that is because somebody is looking for a heart stone that maybe the fluoride's energy could assist with. So before I go off on a whole tangent about that, um, there's also crystal eggs. So they represent birth and creation and just new beginnings and fertility and all of that amazing magical energy. So a lot of people will um, gravitate towards eggs or egg shapes for that reason. Some people really, really love animal carvings. Like they collect them and 
animal carvings are really popular. They've been around for, oh my gosh, forever. And it's because there are so many spirit animals, spirit guides. Um, I mean, think about just even our pets, for example, like there are family, right? Or if you have a certain totem, like there's just, they're so powerful. They're so meaningful. And for so many different reasons. There's so many different animals that you can get um, crystal carvings of. So I think that's really cool. I wanted to definitely touch on that for a second, but I'm trying to think, did I leave anything out? I thought that this was going to be a short episode, but it's turning out not to be so short, which is totally fine. Um, I hope you guys are here for it. I think I think that's it for now. I'm going to stop there. Um, I'm sure as soon as I stop recording that I'm going to be like, oh man, I forgot this and that, but there's always going to be more crystal knowledge to discuss, right? So that's the really beautiful thing about crystals and stones. They are so vast and so just ever expanding. And I'm just, I'm obsessed. I'm in love. I could talk about crystals forever. Um, so let me know if you guys have a favorite or a preferred crystal shape. Is there one that you gravitate more towards? Um, I bet if you look around at your collection, you'll be able to decipher fairly quickly what you're drawn to. Like me, I'm right now looking at just mountains of towers and quite a few spheres um but yeah share with me on instagram at go lightly crystals what you thought of today's episode i want to know who our listeners are right like i see all the numbers each week but i want to know who is listening so if you have made it this far send me a message let me know what you thought of today's episode let me know if there's any topics you want me to discuss i can't believe we're coming up to 40 episodes almost um and I just love you guys very, very much. Um, I will be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. If today's episode inspired you, make sure to rate us five stars, leave a review, and subscribe. Also remember to follow Go Lightly Crystals on Instagram and visit golightlyhealing.com to find today's show notes and anything else you might need to help you live your best life. Until next time, keep your crystals cleansed, chakras balanced, and affirmations on repeat.